everybody. Welcome to Hello Thursday podcast. I am your host, Leslie Milo, and this is the very, very first episode. So as the introductory episode, the introduction episode, I thought I would let you guys in on a little bit about myself, give you some little tidbits about me. Who is Leslie? What is Leslie? Where did Leslie come from? Um, Where I came from, you're going to have to ask my parents because I don't have all the answers. Um, uh, Why is Leslie? Well, my name is Leslie because I was named after a a French actress named Leslie Caron or Leslie Caron, as I like to pretend that her name is pronounced. I don't think that's correct. I'm probably butchering her name. But I think it's really fun to say Leslie Caron. So that's how I say her name. But she was this beautiful, graceful, 1940s to 1950s, I believe, um, movie star. And she was a prima ballerina. And she was so elegant and royal. And I hope that I I get to be at least like one-eighth of that. I I hope I get to be just a sliver of um, how cool she was or is. Is she alive? Is she dead? I should probably look this up. Siri, look up Leslie Karen. Okay, I found this. Mm. Hmm, I don't know if she's alive or dead. Um... I think she's alive, actually. So, go Leslie Karen. Maybe this is a sign that Leslie's just lived for a really long time. I hope. I mean, I I kind of want to live until I'm like a hundred. I yep, just checked. Sorry, she is definitely alive, and she is eighty-seven years old. So, she has surpassed my grandparents in age. That's very, very exciting. Um, Actually, I think I had a great-grandmother who lived into her 90s. So let's see. Let's see uh, who who gets to that finish line first. Wow, that was really morbid. Moving on. So this is Hello Thursday podcast. I struggled with a podcast idea for like a month now. Originally, uh, originally, this podcast was Busy Bee Podcast, and it was all about productivity and getting your life together, basically. But I realized that I go on a lot of tangents, and it's really hard for me to stay on topic. So I opted for a more general podcast theme. This is just Hello Thursday podcast with Leslie. Grab your your cup of tea, your cup of coffee, your your snack, your four course meal, whatever it may be. We're just going to talk about the ins and outs of life and everything in general. It's just like a like like your best friend talking to you. So this is how um This is how I want it to be. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, before we get started on the theme of this episode, I thought I would give you some of my favorites so far. So the book that I have been loving lately is um, called Big Fish by Daniel Wallace. I don't know if you've heard of it. I hadn't heard of it either. I had watched the movie many times as it's, you know, one of my favorite movies. But um, I was not aware that it was a book. Embarrassingly enough, I was not aware. So um, as of recent, I was doing a a report on the movie Big Fish. That meant I was on the Wikipedia page, and it said it was based on the book by Daniel Wallace. And I thought, hmm, I love books. I love Big Fish. Maybe I should read the book because I've seen the movie like 87 times, and I can pretty much recite it from start to finish. So I bought the book. It was kind of expensive. I think it was like 15 bucks or something. And that's that's kind of pricey for a book that's only like have it in front of me. Only like 200 pages. Not even. It's like 193 pages. And it was yep, 15.95. So that Daniel Wallace, he's a uh, he's definitely making a pretty penny. I, I would hope. Um, but it it's a really, really great book. I'm almost done with it. I, I kind of took a break from it because I realized that I was reading it too fast. And I tend to do that a lot. Um, in elementary school, we got uh, tested on our reading level, our reading speed. And I was always a, a speedy reader. So much so that when we would go to the library to get our books, I would check out more than one. So I was that kid. <laughs> I I read like three books in a week, M- mind you. They were like um like children's uh chapter books. So you know, I read like three in two weeks. That three in one week is too much. I don't think we went to the library that often. But I, I did read like three in um in two weeks, which is, you know, what? <laughs> Sorry, there you see another tangent. But um yeah, so that was a that was a really good time, you know, going through the library every two weeks, getting your books, returning your old books. It was just it was a good, a good time. I really wish they uh, they encouraged that in high school and in college, even though I really doubt college students would be up for that because they're busy enough. Trust me on that. They, it's hard to make time to read one book. I, I, I managed to read three in two weeks because I, my main priorities were, uh, eating peanut butter sandwiches and watching Totally Spies. I don't know. You know, what kind of uh, responsibilities does an 11-year-old have? Not not many. Maybe like um, feeding your uh, your Tamagotchi or the, what were the other ones? The girls, 
that were in house. Oh god, I'm blanking. House girls? It was like a Tamagotchi, but it had a girl in it. And ooh, what was the name? Tamagotchi. Pixel Chicks. Pixel Chicks. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixel Chicks were a really, really big deal. I never had one for some reason. I don't know, because I think I I asked for like a Nintendo DS Lite that year. So I so I just like I, I was never interested in pix in pixel chicks, but I knew they were out there. I know my friends had a couple and you could link them and they could go to each other's houses. It was, you know, it was pretty cool. It was uh it was like a Tamagotchi for the the fashionista girl in you because you know you were you you had tamagotchis if you wanted to be a a child parent but with um with pixel chicks it was like they were more of your friend than your responsibility even if you don't even though like if you don't feed them or take care of them or give them attention they leave so maybe the pixie maybe the pixel chicks were like having a best friend or like a girlfriend or something. They just kind of died from lack of attention. I guess that's like a, a good um, foreshadowing for the future. If you don't water, water. If you don't water relationships, turns out you lose them. So um, thank you, Pixel Chicks, for, for teaching us those those really valuable lessons. But I don't know how I got into that pixel chicks tangent i was talking about big fish read big fish if you can if you have 16 dollars to splurge on read the book it's great it's it's probably cheaper as an audiobook but don't count me on that you can read it on kindle or something i'm sure but yeah so read big fish really really cool what's another favorite i've been loving oh candles I know. What girl doesn't like candles? I love candles a lot. I love candles so much that I buy new ones without finishing old ones. And it's a very bad habit. I don't throw them away, but it's kind of these like these like candle corpses <laughs> that are in their like weird in-between phase. So I have one in front of me that's like a floral one that I think I got last Christmas. It's a Bath and Body Works three wick candle and it smells like roses. It's so good. It matches my room, but for some reason I'm like 25% done with it. So I don't know. And I started burning it last year. Meanwhile, I have a fresh balsam candle that I got this year when they were having some like $9 candle sale or something. I really only buy these candles when they're on sale because I think their original price of $24.50 is a lot of buckaroos to spend on something that's going to sit on your desk and melt. Um, so I only get them while they're on sale. I um, actually got a couple of them Black Friday when they were having their buy three, get three that's that's a good sale, you know. So you you get your candles then. You don't get them when they're full price because 
that that's a dumb move you have to be a smart shopper in today's economy there's there's no time to be spending 25 dollars on one candle it's just it's not okay another candle i've been loving for the fall the fresh balsam from bath and water the fresh balsam from bath and body works is my winter candle because it smells like christmas trees and it gets me in that Christmas tree mood. Christmas tree mood. Christmassy mood. But the DW Home wooden wick candle in the scent um, spiced pumpkin was my fall candle. It sounds like a crackling fire. It smells like pumpkin pie. It really cannot get better. I've burned it almost to the core, not entirely because I don't want to part ways with it yet, but we're getting there. And this girl is not too happy about that. Um, yesterday, I kind of did like a like a joint candle burn session while I was working. I lit four candles, the four candles that I own. I lit them simultaneously and it looked like I was having like a human sacrifice itch ish uh, witch meeting sorceress assembly whatever you want to call it. it it looked weird especially because the lights were off so I don't know I don't know what happens if you light four candles at once but my room um my room smelled pretty good I was, I was kind of suffocating, not going to lie. There were a lot of scents going on at once that probably should not go together. No, not probably. Should not go together, these scents. Just period. You burn one candle at a time. That's good enough. But for some reason, I decided to have four burning. Not a good idea. I mean, it, it was fine at the end. I ended up... Um, only keeping the uh the fresh balsam one on after like 40 minutes and <laughs> i kind of fell asleep with it on and woke up at 4 a.m and the candle was still burning and i don't want to say i almost burned my house down because i didn't but i could have <laughs> you know yeah i i really could have so note to self don't fall asleep while you're burning a candle because um you can set your house on fire not a good idea just and also don't leave any hot tools on that was the air that just turned on sorry if you can hear it but don't leave your hot tools on once i was in a hotel room with a couple of friends for like a high school convention and i left my curling iron on and we went to dinner and when we came back the curling iron was still on. Thankfully, everything was fine, but I could have burned the hotel room down. And that was the only time that happened. I, I promise. I feel like once one bad thing happens to me, I'm pretty good about uh, making sure that I never make the same mistake again. Because that can usually get me in a big heaps of, of trouble. So... I did not leave a hot tool unattended after that.
So lesson, lesson learned. All right, <laughs> enough with my my tangents. My favorites are this book and a candle. And I've also been loving tea. I know this is the most boring list of favorites. Candles and books and tea. I'm so unique and quirky. No, but it's just, it's what I need right now, you know. Finals are coming up. We're in that finals week mentality. Everybody needs to chill. All of these things help you chill. There's nothing better than reading a book in bed and falling asleep while reading a book in bed after staring at your computer screen for 12 hours studying for final exams and doing final projects. So there you go. It's the it's the finals week survival kit that I'm providing you with here. So yeah. Oh, another one of my favorites. Last one and I promise I'll get into the episode. I go in a lot of tangents. Um yeah. This last favorite is an app. It is called, wow, that was weird. It is called Couch to 5K. And it is like this, this app that um, provides you with daily, weekly training to a 5K. And I love it because I burn like 200 calories and it's like, tw- um, like 30 minutes of a workout Five of those minutes are the, I mean, 10 of those minutes are the um, the cool down and the warm up. So five for cool down, five for warm up. And I just, I really like it. it. It makes me like running, even though you jog and um, do brisk walks through this app. You don't really run, run, at least not yet. But it essentially prepares you for a 5K And though I'm on week three or four, and I really don't feel qualified to run a 5K, I think I'm going to sign up for one. There's a 5K happening close to me, close to where I live on February, February 3rd, I think, a Saturday. So I might actually join that race because it's it's more like a, a casual 5K. You know, you can walk or you can run. You know, you have that option. It's like a family environment. It's it's pretty cool. I feel like that's a good a good way to get into marathoning, you know, by by doing something, you know, casual, nothing with like huge race pressure or anything like that. I mean, you get a free T-shirt. That's really exciting. I might just do it for the T-shirt if we're being honest here, but, um, yeah, I think I'm going to sign up for it. I might sign up at the end of this week. I, I try to, um, motivate myself to do things by giving myself rewards at the end of the week if I completed different tasks. So, um, for this week, I have a lot of, um, final projects and stuff to finish and if I finish everything on my planner by the end of the week I'll let myself sign up for this 5k which I know is something that's going to give me a lot of um 
a lot of confidence if I, you know, end up doing it. It is like a couple of months from now. So I I'm I can't get too ahead of too ahead of myself, but I know that it'll be something that I really want to do and something really exciting. So in order to do that, I have to get all of my assignments done. By the way, that is a fantastic motivator. I'm studying behavioral analysis and What's cool about it is that I'm kind of learning how to use it on myself, and it works. At, at first, when my professor was telling me that she uses it on herself, I'm like, yeah, right, like, ugh, come on. I need an external motivator, you know? I'll just be, like, extra nice to myself, and I'll just reward myself for doing absolutely nothing. But, you know, I was proven wrong. And the human body has a lot more self-control than you think it does. The human body and the human mind, actually. So do not underestimate yourself. And getting into the topic of underestimating yourself, we're getting into this episode's topic. Finally, it's been 21 minutes and now I'm actually talking about what I want to talk about. Let's get to it. Let's start this shindig. So, doubting yourself. Where do I begin? I feel like doubting yourself is extremely natural. It happens to everyone. It is a result of doing something you're not so comfortable with something you haven't done before, something you haven't seen other people do before, if anything. Actually, you can doubt yourself about anything. Even if you've already done, for example, building a birdhouse. Let's say you already built a birdhouse three years ago, and you say, hey, three years later, I want to build another birdhouse. I want to build a better, bigger birdhouse. Wow, there's some alliteration for you. But you start building this birdhouse, right? And you're really pumped. You're really excited. And you have all your materials. You have all your supplies. You're watching a YouTube instructional video. You're looking at your old plans. You have your old birdhouse in front of you to motivate you. But you just can't do it for some reason. And then you start thinking... Well, my first birdhouse was so great. How can I build a better one? And I I already built a birdhouse before. But what if I don't know how to build one again? What if I'm a one-hit wonder? Or you could also start thinking, hey, my first birdhouse wasn't even that great, and it took me forever to do it. It was probably just beginner's luck or something. I can't do this again. And it's probably not going to turn out as great. That is you doubting yourself in the context of birdhouses. I, um, I doubt myself a lot. I've had a lot of trouble um, coming to terms with finding confidence and becoming a more confident person. I think it started when I was little because I was not the cutest kid. I feel like I was a cute baby, 
and I look better now as an adult than I did back then. But that weird in-between phase from like mm, third grade to uh, junior year, senior year of high school, actually freshman year of college, so fourth grade to freshman year of college, I think I was still going through my awkward, ugly duckling phase. And a lot of people might say, no, Leslie, you were cute, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I probably was cute, but I just didn't feel cute. I hadn't, you know, grown into my adult form yet. (laughs) I sound like some, like I'm describing some weird alien creature, but I I hadn't reached my adult form yet. And I, I don't think I'm still at my complete adult form. At least I hope not. They say you get better looking by the time you're 30. They say 30 is your peak. And I'm 21, so I hope in nine years I uh, I catch up just a teeny bit more. But yeah, I I feel the most confident now than I have ever before in my life. But confidence has always been a huge struggle with me. I was always extremely skinny, like like bone showing skinny, and there was nothing I could really do about it. Just pre-puberty, um, I just couldn't put on any weight. And even as a kid, my my mom would take me to the doctor because I just I wouldn't put on weight, and I really wouldn't eat that much either. And the doctor was like, "Well, she's perfectly healthy, so she's fine. She's just a, a tiny little toothpick." And I was a a tiny little toothpick until I was. Um, in high school in junior year then I hit puberty and then I put on a lot of weight a lot of weight for me mind you I'm like five six so I feel like when I when I put on a couple of extra pounds it's a little more drastic for me especially since I was always like really 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 thin my whole life it was like extra noticeable and when I was young, and when I was younger, you know, people would say, "Oh, you're really, really skinny," but I kind of wouldn't mind it. I I was fine with it to an extent because that's what was cool at the time. You know, it was it was cool to be really, 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 really skinny, and I kind of achieved that without trying. So I was fine with my body. I wasn't like extremely confident, but I was like fine with it, you know, because I was like 10, 11, 12. It, it was okay to, to be skinny, you know, to be scrawny. It was, it was fine. But what wasn't fine was being a little bit, uh, a little bit chunkier as a 17 year old. So that was a little um, intense for me. I also had extremely long hair from, um, I want to say, ninth grade to like junior year of high school. I, I cut it off for after having long hair for like four years. And I felt weird. 
I feel like um, having like a shorter bob haircut makes your face look a little rounder and um, it just it didn't look good on me. I, I didn't feel too great. I, I was happy, but I I wasn't so confident about myself. And I feel like that's when I, I really, really started doubting myself the most. It started from from the outside for me. I, I also didn't get a lot of attention from boys that I liked because truth is, if you don't like the way you look on the outside, you're kind of not going to be the best person on the inside. And I wasn't. I was very, very scared, very anxious, very insecure, and I, I had this, um, I, I didn't shine. I'm not saying people who are anxious or insecure don't shine because I'm still those things. And I feel like I am kind of shining. But here's the thing. When, when you don't like yourself, when you're not your own friend, it's really hard for other people to want to be your friend, you know? That you got to love yourself first saying rings really, really true. That's really important. Um, It wasn't really until I started being more confident in myself and being nicer to myself and liking myself more for the person I was, despite what I looked like, despite my actions. You know, I dug deep within and I thought, I'm not too bad. (laughs) I'd, I'd be my own friend if I could do that. And then I did. I became my own friend. And I found an amazing group of friends. And after never having a boyfriend and, and never having um, guys look at me in like a lovey romantic way, I met my boyfriend. And he makes me really happy. And I'm really happy to have him. Okay, gross. Ew. (laughs) So sappy. But it's true, you know, and I don't think I've come full circle completely, but I feel like I'm getting there. Um, So doubting yourself, it's really hard to undoubt yourself. But if you really, uh, if you really put in the effort to look within and see what other people like about you and see what you're worth your your quality of life will maximize completely. You will be so much happier if you let yourself be happy. If you stop, you know, putting yourself down. If you stop being, you know, your own worst enemy. Because if anyone should love you, it's you. You know, like they say, we're, we're born alone, we die alone. So you have to have your own back before you have anyone else's. And yeah. Another topic I wanted to cover was um, introspective. Being introspective. Is that right? Introspective. Am I not butchering this? introspective yeah introspection having a good grip 
on introspection. (laughs) I, this is something more recent that I've been dealing with. Because it's very, very easy to look at other people around you and be, and say, oh, hey, uh, you should work on this or this and that. And this is what you're strong at. And this is what you're not that strong at. And this is what you should work on. But it's really hard to kind of turn that and apply it to yourself. I feel like this this happens because um, we don't have eyes looking into our heads, if that makes sense. We're not constantly looking at a mirror 24-7. We're looking at other people. So while it's very easy to look at uh, your friend Johnny and say, hey, Johnny's really cool, but he gets really competitive when we play board games. And maybe that's something he should work on. Well, that's easy to say. And it's easy to tell Johnny, hey, Johnny, you know, you should try this or that. And maybe you'll be a lot happier and it'll do you a lot of good. Well, it's easy to help Johnny. It's hard to help yourself. I've, I've really realized that, like, especially when um, you get into a discussion with someone, you know. You're like, you did this thing that was wrong. You did this. Yada, yada, yada. You're putting all of this blame onto another person when you probably have a good amount of blame yourself. So that's something I've been working on. And I think I've been pretty, pretty productive on it. Um, I was talking to my mom about something the other day. and, And I just turned... And thought it's it's because my mom um my mom really organizes things a lot. She loves having everything be in tip top shape, and I'm a bit more relaxed on that. I like my order, of course, but I usually don't make the time for it. And I'm like, hey, maybe instead of getting mad at her for being you know for pushing me to be so organized on all the time, maybe I should actually be more organized all the time and I should put a put some effort and I should listen to her because what she's saying is true and having a clean environment will make me more productive and it will help me feel a lot better so listen to your parents kids and if you're in an argument if you're in a discussion really take the time to listen to what the other person is saying while there could be a chance that they're mistaken and that, you know, you may not have, you know, blame, you, odds are you could, you know, there, there are a lot of things you could be doing wrong. So you just gotta, gotta put your, your pride down as hard as that may be. That's, that's hard for me sometimes because I'm a, I'm a, a feisty person. You know, when I, I'm stubborn, I'm a Taurus. I, I don't follow horoscopes. I don't know what that means, but I heard Tauruses are stubborn. But I'm, I'm stubborn, so when I think I'm right, I will turn into Elle Woods post-makeover in Legally Blonde. I will be the best attorney out there, and I will fight you 
in a lion ring. Is it lion ring? I will... I will joust with you until I am victorious because that's how I was and I'm trying not to be, you know. I used to have a I'm right, I'm right mentality, but I've developed a I'm kind of right, but so are you mentality. So I feel like that's that's important. That's That's a big thing to do. You know, it it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of strength to admit that you're wrong and to admit that you've messed up and to grow from those experiences and to grow from those mistakes. Having all of that pride in you is going to put a lot of weight on your shoulders. You are going to feel a lot freer, a lot more comfortable if you step back assess the situation completely and say, hey, I wasn't happy with what you did, Jimmy, but there's a lot of things I could have done better myself. So let's come to a compromise. You know, I I like this friendship. I I don't want it to end. So this is what I'm going to do to help solve my problems. I, uh, I hope Maybe you can think of something that might be good for you, that might help you, and let's just, let's work this out. So, I think that's what introspection means to me and and how to really make use of it. So, yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was the theme, the really big theme that I wanted to cover because it's been something that's been happening to me recently i've i've kind of been on the road to self-improvement and while i think we're all kind of on the road to self-improvement i i would hope i feel like i'm on an accelerated road like i'm really really pushing myself to be better i i'm becoming more aware of my mistakes i'm i'm trying to fix myself to better myself for for my own good and for the good of the people around me And I feel like that's something that everybody should be doing. Everybody should kind of um, put their pride down, put their guard down, and, and say, hey, how can I sculpt myself? How can I make myself happier by working harder at being the best version of myself? And if that means um, taking 20 minutes out of your day to go to go walk around the neighborhood like I've been doing for like 30 minutes just to make sure that uh, you're keeping healthy and you're staying active, or um, maybe it means apologizing first when you're having an argument, even though you don't feel like it and it's really hard to apologize first. Sometimes you just got to do it because once you apologize, once anyone apologizes, the situation kind of simmers down. You know, it's a, if it's No, you should apologize. I was going to say if it's worth apologizing for. But you should apologize if you have some blame. Not if you don't. But if you feel like you do and you're in an argument, be the first one to apologize unless someone beats you to it. Because that's a great feeling when the other person kind of softens and they say, hey, you know, you're sorry for all of this, but 
I'm not perfect either. And here's where I could have done better. So those are some of my tips on how to how to how to not doubt your how to not doubt yourself and get a better grasp on introspection. So that is it for um, this week's episode. Actually, it's not it. Um, it was Thanksgiving a couple of days ago, and I kind of want to touch on that. Um, Thanksgiving was a holiday that I really didn't understand for the majority of my life. Uh, I'm Cuban, so while I, you know, I learned about Thanksgiving in school and all of that, I really didn't get a grasp on what it meant. And while we would celebrate it at home and stuff, I'd be a little differently um, because we would have like rice and beans instead of stuffing for a lot of years. Uh, I just, I didn't get a grasp on it until, until like recently, until this year, kind of, even though that's really embarrassing. It's just that Thanksgiving has become more um, important to me because I've realized that I have a lot of things to be grateful about and to be thankful of. I'm, I'm surrounded by great people. I, I love my friends. I love my boyfriend. I love my family. I am finally at a point in my academic career where it's fun and it's exciting and it's interesting and I've finished the, the, the common core requirements so I can actually, you know, study what I'm majoring in, which is a big uh, woohoo if you know where I'm coming from. I have a great job that I love. Um, I'm a nanny to a four-year-old girl, and it's the best job in the world because I get to be a kid for like 10 hours of the day and take care of a kid, and it's um, it's very gratifying to do that. So I'm extremely thankful. I, I'm an adult now. I'm 21. So the relationship I have with both of my parents is the best they've ever been. Not that they've ever been awful or bad. It's just that I, I understand them more now, you know, and I don't have those like little, as many of those like little childhood um, frustrations that, ugh, mom wants me to, to clean the dishes. Mom wants me to do this and that. Mom says that, uh, I shouldn't dress this way. I'm kind of listening to them and understanding them and saying, hey, they're right. And I have a lot in common with my parents, a lot of good things. And I see a lot of them in myself. And it's really brought us closer together. And I'm very, very thankful for that. So, and I'm also thankful for good health, for very, very good health, health. That's something that not everyone has the privilege of experiencing. And I've had a little bit of health scares in the past, but I'm good. Nothing major, but just just little things that have caused me to worry. But I'm healthy. I'm good. I'm feeling great. And I couldn't be more grateful for the life that I have. So 
this was the first episode of Hello Thursday podcast. I probably sounded really, um, really quick and fast-paced in the way I was talking at the beginning, but I kind of mellowed out. It's a well-balanced episode, and I'm happy with it. So thank you for listening. Go ahead and rate it, whatever you want, and leave a nice comment if you wish. And hello Thursday. Happy Thursday. And I'll see you next Thursday. Bye.